Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show, everyone. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Can you hear me all right, Mike? Am I coming in clear? Uh, yeah, you are. All right, cool. I was making sure I, you made a little. You made a little bit of a confusion uh, face, hmm. and I was like, "Ah, no, my internet." No, a different, um, a different message popped up than normal. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, to those who don't know, just a quick little update on everything. We do have a YouTube channel that people don't know. You guys can check us out uh, video if you prefer that for your podcast. Or if you want to continue to listen to audio, you can do so. We just ask if you can do us a kind favor, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. It's just trying to get the get it up there, get it out there, pop in, give it a like on the video, just like so pops good on the algorithm. All that YouTube stuff that's super important that just works in YouTube land, where we're still, I don't know a lot about. But the most hit important the thing is hit the buttons, all the buttons. You can even hit the thumbs down. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just like whatever, whatever interaction works, we got this. Uh, but no, um, besides that, Mike is back at doing a fantastic job at doing the show notes. I know we've been having a little bit of technical difficulties. Gabe is still uh, not able to record with us today. There's a lot of changes to our schedules. I'm in a new place. Mike's busy. Mike, Mike's uh, client book is getting, you know, super busy. And Gabe is having some adjustments to his schedule as well. So it's so not, sorry, it's, it's not even, it's not even a client book. It's a two inch three ring binder that is past maximum capacity. Like it's, it's much realistically, like when I, when I try to like pop the three ring binders open, it goes inside the pages you know what I mean? Like there's so many pages in there that it like sinks okay. into itself and I have to like put my arms on it to like get it to reclose. It's like a client Bible, if you will. Yeah. It's like a client encyclopedia. Wow. Um, that's amazing. That's amazing though. I mean, good problems, right? Oh, it's, it's very good problems to have. And yeah, I'm busy. And then of course, when I come home, my second job, or I guess my first job starts uh, with the baby and the girlfriend. I guess it's the first job. I'm probably going to hear some shit for saying that later, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I love you. Let's uh, let, let's let's get this out of the way as well. Yesterday, I had worst case scenario happen in the car. So obviously, new stick shift driver, brand new car. Uh, I've been doing very well, actually very well. There is a known thing with a 2015 plus Subaru WRX or STI first to second gear is basically a shit show. There's something called rev hang that happens where the cars like, first of all, the gear shift from, from first to second, like it's a big ratio change. So it, it kind of like lags a little bit, but there's like a second and a half feature air quotes for listeners feature. They're calling it a feature that helps with emissions. Really what happens is if you try to shift like normal, the fucking car does this for a second and then it starts going because there's a, a, a discrepancy between the gear shift that's happening and the, the, the RPM that the engine is having and blah, blah, blah. So if you're just trying to shift normal, it makes you feel like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And then you go third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and everything is nice and smooth. 
So I have had to like learn and then relearn how to shift. Uh, basically it's a pain in the ass, but I got it down. Finally. Um, there's literally a, a one and a half second delay between when you shift for, or when you clutch and then pull into second and then hit gas, like you have to wait. So it's basically in the middle of the fucking intersection with people behind you, your car is like starting to slow down with no brake lights. It's stressful either way. Yesterday, Hmm. worst case scenario, I'm on veterans. I have Jen in the car. I have the baby in the car. Light turned green while I was like zoned out or whatever. And it caught me off guard that the traffic was beginning to move. And for that split second, I forgot that I was driving a manual transmission car. So I just put my foot on the gas and nothing happened. And then I initially like tried to like get everything to start happening super quick. And I stalled. And then I was like, fuck. And the person behind me immediately started honking at me. So I turned the car back on and then panicked and tried to like get into gear again. And of course the, the RPM goes up super high when you initially start the car. So then I stalled again, still sitting in traffic, still getting honked at. I started back up and I fucking stalled it three times in a row in the middle of traffic um, with the baby in the car. People were honking. I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to teach you how to drive that car from the sounds of it. Oh no, honestly, like I'm good. <laughs> it was just like that scenario it, i crumbled under pressure and then yeah. i was i'm pretty sure i'm the only one I actually got through the light because as soon as i actually got it in gear and got it moving i fucking floored it um and we made it through but yeah well you gotta let me give it you got you have to let me take it for a spin it's fun i gotta try it I, and i was actually contemplating getting a subaru yeah you should. They're good cars. Um, just watch that that first that first shift. I would actually be very interested, considering you have so much experience driving a manual. Um, I would be interested to see what you think about that first to sec because it's literally like you can look it up. It's not just me not knowing what I'm doing. There's a thing about it online, and it's like a known feature that Subaru has there for some stupid fucking reason. And of course, <laughs> there's there's a tune there's a tune that I can get on the car that actually like eliminates it completely. Um, okay. Cause it's, it's all electronic. It's, it's like a, it's a feature. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Well, Hey, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a little like run around the block and just see what happens. Typically I, I'll, it'll take me, I guess I could do adjust to the new sensitivity to the clutch, but watch is not as bad as you make it seem. <laughs> And I'm just buttery smooth Dude, through it. Seriously, if you're buttery <laughs> smooth with it, I'm gonna watch what you're doing so that I can be buttery smooth with it because it because it pisses me off. That yeah, I know because it. I've gotten really good at driving the car, and I feel very confident. It's just that that fucking first shift it pisses me off every time. As soon yeah. as I get third, fourth, fifth, sixth, it drives like an automatic. Now I'm really good at that part. But yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll give it a shot and see what uh, see what I think. But um, I was gonna tell you. Oh, we were talking a little bit off air. Uh, when I'm, I by no means I'm just green in this whole sphere. But uh, getting into crypto, we'll get a little bit of crypto. I don't know if any of our listeners are into it. Um, just getting into it. Got some friends that are have been doing it for years now. We we're just talking about our little bit of back and forth. Mike didn't know that I had just started, and it's cool. I mean, it's stuff that I'm learning. I'm not going balls to the wall with it. I think like you take it like uh, like anything like any type of investment you you leverage that this is you know there's some chances of losing and there's uh, some chances of gaining so that's like what investments are in general like I understand that um, I also understand that there's going to be ups and downs in any market that's just that's how 
I think I'm also able to clarify with clients. We talk about like, Hey, you kind of want your body, your, your fat loss journey to look like, you know, a stock market chart, you know, where you see those ups and ups and downs, obviously in this case, you want to see the trend going downwards over time. It's the, the, the opposite is true for uh, your investments. You kind of want the, even though they have peaks and valleys, you do want to see the trend over time go up, meaning that you're gaining. Right. So Something cool and new. Um, if anyone has information, I know one of my clients has also been helping me and another good friend of mine that knows a lot. Um, so that's just something new about what I'm doing. Uh, Mike's been kind of doing it for a little bit, playing with it. So yeah, dude. Yep. That, the, next uh, level, the next level show is technically investing with crypto world. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, I, I don't even think it's like a new thing anymore. There's like, yeah, no. at any time I heard some of the old timers talking about it. And I mean, like well, that means it's, you know, on the map. Well, I will say this. I think they, they did the stats. Only about 11% of Americans are actually invested in crypto. So it's still yeah. very, How many? There's, still, there's still a lot of uh, opportunity to, um, well, where we are to kind of get into it. Yeah. How many people are even investing at all? Do you know that number? I think it's got to be a small that. number, right? It's not. It's not as many as you think. So it's a very overall. It's it's kind of small. Let's see. Let me see if I can pull that up. Um. But while we're getting that ready, this is a mindset episode. Uh, we are going to be covering. This is actually has nothing to do with investing, but <laughs> if I pull it up, I'll kind of. Okay, I just know it was like a pretty like big discrepancy on the amount of people statistically are not investing. And it's crazy like how I obviously no, no one really teaches you this unless you kind of seek out this information, right? I mean, if you're not yep. doing it on your own, this is kind of like the same thing with your health and fitness. You have to take initiative to kind of learn these things. Um, you, you can't just uh, the schools don't necessarily teach you this. Um you know, while you're growing up. So unless you have people around you that are literally, uh, you know, working with you then, or you're around that environment, or you have that desire where you're like, dude, I, I felt, I felt came across either this podcast, another coach or someone that posted cool information. And you're like, Oh, you know, I can actually do this. I can't find it right now. I'll, if I find it all uh, during the show, then I'll just go ahead and put it. But I just know it was about, I don't know what the percentage, but it wasn't that much for the amount of people that should. A lot of people are still worrying and, and, and kind of letting it, leaving it up to traditional savings yep. and, um, you know, just their uh, social security, which we know, you know, it's not going to be looking pretty at this moment for a lot of people. You know, we, we can't kind of depend on that as our, as our fallback. Um, so we have to kind of take those steps, but we live in a very good time where a lot of these stuff is a lot of these opportunities are coming out where you can kind of just start spreading out your money out and making it, you know, do its thing on its own. So you can do it through more traditional, slower routes, which is, you know, a little bit safer, you know, less risk, um, or you can take it through more aggressive approaches. There's a many different ways. I always suggest, especially me that I'm just learning this. I'm taking it slow, man. And I actually, you know what? This actually will go perfectly into this segue of this episode because I can't just go ahead and just, if it's like me throwing all my money into this and then losing it all and then kind of either blaming the process 
are blaming like what oh, investment is a scam. Like it doesn't work. Um, and it's usually not the case. I, educate yourself, start taking baby steps forward. Don't expect that you're going to become a millionaire or get rich like overnight. Some people get lucky, but you don't want to base your, your, your approaches based on luck or just possibilities. You want to kind of just simply increase your chances of success by doing the proper steps uh, necessary. Yeah. And even then, I mean, you, I mean, to go along with that analogy of like finance, you want to spread your money thin across a couple different things. That's going to give you the best chance to succeed unless you just happen to be one of those people who were probably considered silly back in the day that spent uh, uh, some money on Bitcoin at the right time before it cost $40,000 a coin. You could get it for like 25 cents. You're super wealthy now, but you're not in that category. That's a very small percentage of people that actually got lucky or I, I think lucky is probably the right word there. Or likewise in the 80s, if you invested at Apple at the right time. But you want to spread yourself kind of thin as far as fitness goes and give effort in all the right categories um, instead of just going like maximum investment on literally everything and zeroing out your, your account, so to speak air quotes yeah. on that one. Um, and I have a, this is kind of partially inspired by one of my clients. That's kind of doing this against my advice right now where he's doing quite a lot. He's, he's cutting out carbs and he's switching the way he eats and he's adding a lot of cardio and he's adding intermittent fasting. And some of this stuff is, working well for him and the amount of people that I've seen do this and fail far exceeds the amount of people I've seen do this and succeed because it is a lot. Yeah. He happens to maybe it's just temporary. It's working well for him right now. He's enjoying it somehow. I don't know how I wouldn't enjoy it, but most people tend to think that this is what, what it looks like right? You need to do all these ridiculous things. You need to make every change possible overnight. That's the only way to do it. And that's really not the most sustainable way of doing it. Um, and I'm also, I'm also, you know, talking to this guy, like, you know, think in the, think in the future, like, can you do this forever? Is this something you could sustain for the rest of your life? If it's not, then you need to be a little bit more slow paced with this. You need to be a little bit kinder to yourself because these are some extreme changes that you're making. Yes, you're seeing results now, but what happens in two months when the shock results fall off and things slow down and then what are you going to do? And this is a conversation I'm having with him. Um, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on, on like something like that? So uh, my kind of, my mind goes in different places, but a lot of examples pop up, but what the analogy is saying that you're spreading, you know, spreading these different things out and kind of not trying to just, you know, just completely expend everything that you have I think the same thing goes with your fitness approach. I mean, he is giving it his all and it's going to potentially lead to maybe some rapid changes that he will equate to success, but it can also backfire down the road. You know, it's like you and going crazy into, I think it was to keep it on the, the topic of investment in crypto dodge when it blew the hell up and then it completely just crashed down like oh, yeah. Dogecoin. really hard yeah. Dogecoin. um <laughs> <laughs> i read the like little thing briefly but yeah doge um and it just completely crashed right and yeah. a lot of people went all in 
And some people just played a little bit and maybe cashed out the right time, just were very strategic, very uh, subtle. They had experience doing this before. So they kind of like, hey, I'm reading kind of what's going on. Let me just play it by ear here. Other people that just don't know what they're doing. It's like me jumping into this and seeing like, a, let me try to get this as fast, instant gratification, get this quick, go all in with my fitness and then just burn myself out and just lose it all. Like all the progress that I worked hard to make and all the weight that I lost, just I just lose it all by gaining it all back, you know, because I just did way too much. And I think there's a perfect amount to do like this episode. I think we'll kind of title it like, you know, is it enough, you know, like or what is enough? And like, you have to ask yourself, like, what is enough for you to have some skin in the game to put yourself out of your comfort zone, but that you're still able to kind of calibrate, you know, specific things that may happen, or you may come across where you're not so far on one end of the spectrum, where you kind of are just kind of stuck there. And you're, it just increases your likelihood of either rebounding, wanting to quit, feeling uh, burnout, you know, really binging out of that, like you're just going to go on the other spectrum because you just, just, you're just sick and tired of sick and tired of that feeling. But um, definitely there is a limit. I think that you need to challenge yourself. Like we said, just enough where your body is going to equate that to let me improve and adapt and get better. Not it's so fucking much that I'm going to try not to die and do this out of survival instinct, but we're going to, we're going to adjust hard on you. That way we can kind of counter all this and this, this ridiculousness. Yeah. And this is, this is a concept that I think I first heard about from mind pump. Um, and you kind of taught me this as well, just as a general concept when I first started working with you, but um, you know, doing the right amount is a concept that's very foreign to people. And there's a saying that I learned when I was uh, fishing with my friends Um if you can't tie a knot, tie a lot. And that's a concept that I think a lot of people do. They don't know how to tie a knot. So they just make this big jumbled mess. And this turns into people coming to the gym for two hours at a time and doing literally every leg exercise known to man, because they don't know which one in particular is the one that is really going to make the difference for them. So they just do them all. Yep. And that's something that literally just gained me a new client today. Who's awesome. And I'm super excited to get started with him. And I'm also super excited to change the way he thinks about fitness because he's a guy who thinks he needs to be in the gym for two hours. And that's one of the things that kept him coming from the gym. And one of the things that got him out of the gym to begin with, because he was overdoing it. He stopped seeing results. And then it became such a daunting task of like, I need to dedicate two hours of my life every single day. And I'm not even seeing results from this. So like, why the fuck am I even bothering? And that's what happens to so many people when realistically you can get a really good workout in, in 30 minutes. And that's exactly what I told him. And that's exactly what I showed him. I showed him a really kick-ass workout in 30 minutes and he wound up signing up with me because he's like, I didn't realize this was a thing. And I think that concept can take people a lot further than coming in and doing every exercise that they can possibly imagine and staying there for just two or three hours and then going home not even looking at a carbohydrate and starving themselves and then doing it all again until they can't anymore. And then, you know, the cycle repeats itself. Um, I always tell people to start off at the most basic level, start off super simple, do what you can to elicit some sort of response. You're going to get a little stronger. Maybe you're a little sore. You'll start losing a little bit of weight. 
and then add a little bit more. I think there's Continue more of that process. And yeah, go ahead. Well, I wanted to say, I think there's an art to it too, as a coach, when you're designing programs for clients, it's an art to give the client the adequate amount of uh, stimulus to elicit change. And, you know, at first it may kind of not, imp- uh, it may not impress the client or they may have some little bit of uh, disbelief at first, because it's like, am I doing enough work to, I just know that you associate like, you know, really killing yourself and that, that feeling of exhaustion and that feeling of overbearing soreness as like all positives that are the indicators of you're making change. And to an extent, all these markers are, are valid, but you know, studies are pretty conclusive with this man. Like your body, all it needs is to be out of its homeostasis. It just needs that little bit extra and your body will adapt. What people don't understand is that like, there is a limit where you are having diminishing returns. Like even though you're super sore, that could be just a flat out tell indicator that your body's telling you, Hey, we did too much. And I think you just overkilled it. Now I have to spend more time just trying to recover from this versus grow and get stronger and get better. Um, and then you go into the gym and you're not making that progress. That's going to be, that can be an indicator for some people that are continuously trying to move the needle forward, but they're not changing. They're not getting stronger on their lives. And these are very like clear and like signals that your body's saying, Hey, it's too much versus when they scale back just a little bit, maybe even add an, a rest day. I don't know where they're like, fuck, like I'm getting results or the person that's super consistent, working out really, really hard. They go on vacation for a week, they come back and then instead of losing strength or whatever, they actually gain some strength as they got uh, back. That's another, that can be another sign for you, uh, the listener to kind of make a connection with saying, Hey, maybe I don't have to go five, six days a week. I can go maybe four, three to four days a week and, and still work hard. But really spending that time like recovering from these workouts is going to be, if not, if not the same level of importance, but more important because you, you can only get better from workouts that you can technically recover from. There's a, there's a, there's a nice threshold. And, the, and what we always learned years ago and what I told Mike from the beginning was you want your body to be adapting to your workouts. You don't want your body to be recovering necessarily from your workouts. And when I say recovering, like you're so fucking sore and you're beat up every single time, you actually just want to feel maybe like you got some work done. Like, Ooh, I got a little bit of soreness, but cool. I can still train this muscle and you can still continue to make progress. Um, you want to give your body just enough because that appropriate dose is going to be so different uh, than the other person. This is why classes have, uh, limitations for some people like you'll, cause you're not doing, you're doing, you're out of homeostasis. You're, you sign up for a class and you're going balls to the wall. Boom. Your body's kind of like figuring it out, but it's such a hard adjustment that your body f- like, uh, recalibrates that and just boom, this is your new base point. And let me just lock this in here. So now that intensity doesn't serve the body the same way. Doesn't mean you're screwed and you're, and you're, you're doomed guys is you just have to kind of make an adjustment and maybe just scale back the style of the intensity and your body will start to make some progress again because you giving it something different, like a different focus, different stimulus, and your body is actually able to adapt and improve and get that signal. Yeah, you're basically looking. I mean, you could t- look at this as from like a finance perspective too. You're you're looking to make a good investment that you're getting a return on. If you just mm-hmm. keep sunk, sinking money into something and it's staying in the red, it's going to stay in the red no matter how much fucking money you put in there. You're just mm-hmm. losing. I like you're, that. Mm-hmm. you're losing value um, in what you're doing. So um, fuck, I had a thought to follow that up with, but now I'm completely drawing a blank. Um, 
Oh, yes. So I'm sure that uh, you, I know you have, I know I have, and I know some of the listeners have. Have you ever done a leg day workout or just gone so overboard to the point where your quads are like sensitive to the touch and you Mm -hmm. can barely bend your knees to walk? And if anything, like you're walking the dog and he like pulls you a little bit too much, you feel like you're going to fall over. Like that's a dead giveaway that you've way overdone it. But then every once in a while, you get a really just hit it right on the money. You can feel your quads, but they're not you're not losing range of motion. That's the point that I'm trying to get to is if you're sore, it's not necessarily a sign that you had a good workout. I think there's a psychological benefit that goes in there where you're like, I feel it. It was a good workout, whatever. Great job. Pat myself on the back. But if you're literally losing range of motion or you're in actual pain because of how sore you are, like that's way too fucking much. And you're not recovering from that. And I guarantee you, Um, If you do a little bit less, you'll feel better for it and you'll see better results from it. Yeah, guys. So it's like the name of the game is not just like we were going to even contemplate, like saying, like we use this analogy with fitness is like, stop trying to throw the whole kitchen sink at the situation. Just make, start making some subtle adjustments. This guy was saying if an hour workout, that's the first time I've actually heard that if an hour, well, usually the people will like argue with 30 minutes, right? That's a kind of more common an hour. I mean, I try to not to be in the gym more than an hour now. I used to train longer than that, like an hour and a half, two hours a day. But it wasn't like I was actually working out that whole time. It was kind of like I had a very like extensive, like kind of warming up, getting a couple sets in, just kind of hanging out. And it was just more my fun time. So it would it would turn into like a two hour workout. But that I it was probably maybe equated to about an hour of work, maybe just overall rest period and everything, just hanging out, socializing another hour, right? In between accumulated. Yep. But uh, an hour is an hour of working out is more than enough if you're actually training, you're calculating your rut, you're watching your rest periods. So if you want to be more effective, I think we just give some we can kind of close this off with some advice for our listeners is when you go to the gym and you're really worried about uh, if you have enough time, let's say you are very pressed for time and you're like, ah, it's not even going to be worth working out if I can't get in like a good uh, 45 minutes and I'm so pressed for time. I only have 30 minutes, right? Unfortunately, like, okay, you might think like, damn, you might be bummed out, but look at this, look at it this way. Give it a good solid focus for 30 minutes of training and pick the most, pick the most uh, bang for your buck movements or pick a, a certain few of a, a certain amount of exercises that you want to really focus on in that workout And this is when you're working out very short amount of time. You can spread out your days even a little bit more too. Like you can kind of maybe even do a body part split or do like an upper and a lower day. And that way you kind of break it up a little bit or pick a full body movement and pick three different, uh, 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 different type of presses and, and movement patterns that you can put into a workout and really be very strict and adamant about your rest periods because a lot of people that spend a lot of time in the gym is usually because they're not watching rest periods. They're not, um, they're not really accounting for how many actual working sets they may be doing. They don't really have a plan, but if you go in there with a, with a game plan that you wrote for yourself or you have, you bought a program or a coach gave it to you, you know, okay, I'm going to do four exercises in 30 minutes. I'm going to rest about 60 to 90 seconds in between sets. I'm going to do three sets of each exercise and then I'm done. You should take up about 30, about 30 minutes or so. You can definitely knock that out in a reasonable amount of time. Right. And I think that's going to be a very big help. And if you won't even spread that out to an hour, Hey, I'm going to do 
four to six exercises of X amount of sets, X amount of rest period. And I'm going to be very adamant. I'm going to, if I check my phone is very brief, but I'm watching my watch. I'm watching a timer go off and you're so focused that you're being very effective. And what happens is that maybe you were that person that did a lot of days, but they were kind of just all over and you were freestyling it, right? Maybe you do four days, three days now, but you're super adamant about what you're and very intentional about what you're doing. That is enough because you might be blown away that you like, dude, I'm only coming to the gym three to four times a week and I'm getting better results than I've ever had in my entire life. And that's usually what happens when you start, when you start working with clients, when we start giving them just a bit more structure, we're not super anal about it. We're like, you have to hit 80%, four reps, five sets. Like, no, we probably just give them like, Hey, let's, let's do about uh, six to eight reps with, you know, four sets. We're going to rest about 90 seconds, Mrs. Jones of, you know, your step up, uh, your step ups or your, uh, your, uh, bench squats, your box squats. And we're going to just add a little bit of resistance and we're going to be just kind of, and, and Mrs. Jones is like, Holy shit. Like I've never like got such a, an effective leg day. My legs, I never felt my legs like this before. You didn't do anything crazy. You just give them a little bit of structure, a little bit of, uh, guidance. Voila. You are now making uh, your time in the gym very efficient for whatever schedule you do have. Yeah, it's really just that. That's really what it is. It's being time efficient. It's making it more sustainable as well as more effective. Um, Because that's literally the biggest thing that I hear from people is that, you know, they need to, they want to come to the gym for two hours, three hours, whatever. And then, well, what kept you from, doing this prior to now or why have you not been working out two hours a day every day up until now why has it been six years since you last stepped foot in the gym well it just i don't have time i'm like i don't have time for a two-hour workout either and i literally work in a gym it's one of my favorite things to do and i don't have time for that what if we could get it done in 30 minutes would that be sustainable for you and they're like yeah that sounds good but i don't think it's possible blah 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 but it becomes a much more lifestyle type approach than just coming in and hammering yourself. Um, so I would even say, put a time limit on yourself, pick 30 minutes, pick 60 minutes, only spend that amount of time in the gym and then be done with it. Move on with your day. Um, and I mean, I'd even say this, you know, like while you were talking about being more effective with your time and everything, do three exercises, do squats for 10 minutes, do a bench press for 10 minutes and then do try to do pull-ups for 10 minutes. Tell me you're not completely fried after that 30 minutes is up. You're going to be fucking toast because that's a long time to squat, bench press, and do pull-ups for. And those are three very effective movements that are going to give you really, really good results will take you pretty far. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. I think that bottom line, the message that we're giving you guys today and to take this into consideration for whatever walk of life you're at, you know, life is consistently evolving and changing for a lot of us. And, and the gym is, isn't our bread and butter. We don't make a living off our bodies and well, how we look, right? So your priorities may be shifting. We obviously talk about how our life is kind of like uh, the, the triangle, three points. Typically it's health, body, you know, physical, your family, business, job, you know, can be categorized here. And typically that, that triangle is continuously going to be shifting and you may be hanging out in one more end of the uh, spectrum of that triangle, but just need to adjust. And it's going to be, what is enough for you at where you are currently at right now? Um, you can always move that around. It's never stagnant. 
but you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. And if you need any help, obviously you can always reach out to us at any given time. We have our Instagrams always linked on the, on the show. And I think we did a pretty good job kind of going into this. I didn't want to ramble too much, but I kind of yep. wanted to leave something quick, boom, a little quick takeaways for our listeners. That way they can carry on with this and um, reflect on it if needed. Um, I have an inappropriate joke for a Monday. Let's do it. Are you ready? Uh, I'm always for does... inappropriate. Okay, perfect. Uh, what does an IT guy call his porn folder? An IT call his porn folder? Yeah. Pornhub? No, it's his hard drive. <laughs> Unless he's I old and then it's a floppy disk. Oh, yeah. Wowzers. Wowzers. I was going to think of a super inappropriate joke, but I'm not going to do that on there. This is too early. I'll do this for maybe for a Friday episode. <laughs> As if that makes it any better. <laughs> Typically, you're in a different mindset. This is going to probably take everyone off of our spin, but remind me of anything if we get to it. But, um, Listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, found it informative, found it helpful. If you have, just let us know by leaving us a five-star rating and review. It helps us tremendously. Check us out on the social media at Instagram at the next level show. My personal page is at John Alva Fitness. Mr. Gabe, that's not here. He's at Prime and Glory, but he's always posting memes usually. So check him out. And uh, Mr. Mike is at Mike Nellis PT. And that is all until the next one.